0: Welcome to the Equipped Podcast, where corporate woman Cassie Duke and college basketball coach Clarice Garcia help you uncover what God's Word says about who you are and His promises for you. This podcast is a journey to equip and empower you to operate and thrive in your God-given identity. Hello and welcome back to this week's edition of The Equipped. Cassie, it's an honor, a pleasure always to do life with you, but to also do this podcast with you. I couldn't agree more. Good morning,
1: everybody, or good afternoon, whatever time of day you're
0: listening to us.
1: (laughs) Thanks for joining us once again for week eight.
0: Yes, and the neat thing when I was looking at the Bible app, If you, as a listening audience, don't get the daily scripture alerts from the Bible app, I highly recommend them. But nonetheless, guess what today's scripture was?
1: I feel like it was related to something we talked about last week.
0: (laughs) I was blessed to know that it was. Um, It's actually from 2 Corinthians 10.5, and it says, We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion, race against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to Mm -hmm. obey Christ what a great reminder since we just spent a great amount of time talking about that very topic last week. Uh, absolute, absolutely. And I hear that all the time. I
1: know I've experienced that a lot mm-hmm. as a Christ follower, but I hear my friends say that often, like you'll be studying on something or meditating mm-hmm. on something the Lord's shown you. And then either your devotional is speaking to it or the verse um, comes up on the Bible app. Great app to download, like Corey said. Um, it just reminds me that the word is living and active and, you know, and what, what we're walking through, we can go there to his word. And it's so relevant. He's constantly speaking to us.
0: Yes. Well, and one of the things that I remember you had said from last week that was that stuck with me throughout this week, actually, was just understanding that the mind is malleable. And that means that we're able to be changed. And I think you had referenced Romans twelve one and two, mm-hmm. and specifically two is one of my favorite scriptures in the world, but it talks about not being conformed to this world and yeah. being transformed by the renewal of your mind. And just knowing that I can walk through life. And I was thinking about this just for people in general or anyone listening, if there's ever been a time in life or time in my life, actually. When I had just been set in my mind on a certain belief or belief system mm-hmm. and how in the time, at the time and in that moment, it really felt that that was the only way I could think on that situation or think about that situation and how freeing it was when either I had gone to church or a friend or just even a passerby stopped and said one thing or said a comment and all of a sudden my mind shifted in a certain area and how cool that is that God does that for us. It is. And um, Romans twelve one and 2,
1: we've used it a couple weeks. And it's just so relevant to so many topics. But it, it does. We can be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And what you just said, Clarice, reminds me that we can choose what we think about. Mm. Like, it's powerful. We don't have to just receive every thought that comes in. I know we said that last week, but bears repeating. And so my question Amen. for the listeners is. Thinking about last week, did you think on what you were thinking on? Like, you, <laughs> and that's our heart's desire is to bring this awareness to our thought life. I know for me personally, yes. it was a phenomenal reminder that I paid more attention to what came into my brain, um, yes. what I spent time meditating on last week. And so we hope the same for you, that thought life mm-hmm. is incredibly powerful. Uh, we mentioned last week that uh, possibly doing a part two on thoughts and mm-hmm. what well, Clarice, I think we're doing a version of that today. It's a different topic, but they're directly
0: connected. Absolutely. Because when you look at thoughts, which is the mind, the mind, the thoughts come from our mind, you know, our mind and our thoughts create our beliefs, which then through our belief system, it drives our words. And one of the things we just talked about is we have the ability to choose our thought, well, we sometimes don't have the ability to choose the initial thought, but we then have the ability to um, choose how we think on that next thought or how we allow ourselves, I think, as we referenced last week to get yourself going on a thought train and whether that's productive or not. And so then the same goes for words. And one of the things that as I was studying for this week, I was looking in one of the books that I had been given to read and it's called The Power and the Name. And that's basically talking about the name of the names of God. And one point they're talking about the word of God. And with respect to words, I'm going to read this brief excerpt about them. It says, we need to recognize the unique function of words. Words are the supreme medium of communication. Without words, we can use signs and gestures, express certain basic feelings, and communicate certain basic needs. But without words, we also can never communicate to one another the true contents of our heart. We cannot really say what we want to say. We cannot express deep and intimate feelings and longings, nor talk about what is interesting, stimulating, enriching, enriching and really worthy of talking about. Wow.
1: Yeah. It's so well said. The words Mm -hmm. used for that uh, communicate that tremendously because Mm -hmm. it's such a deep, natural desire for humans to want to be known, you know, uh, I know personally, I hate being misunderstood, I want mm-hmm. to be known. I want um, the people close to me to know who I am. And what you just said shows that words are this gift that we can express mm-hmm. ourselves and let people in and know us. And so I believe you said it to start. And, you know, this word of God is Jesus. And it's mm-hmm. John 1, 1 talks about how the word became flesh. Um, yes. And so we get his words and get to know his heart. Um, yes. So I, Clarice, great topic of the week, how thoughts directly connect to our words and then ultimately our actions Mm -hmm. and what we choose to do. So uh, these are two powerful things that uh, we need to have a good understanding of what scripture says about our thoughts and our words, and then to Mm -hmm. be aware, to know that we are
0: equipped with the ability uh, to
1: choose both.
0: Absolutely. Well, and the neat thing is, I think we were talking about this earlier, is just that we kind of just grow up learning and not even really thinking sometimes of how powerful it is that we can speak a language. And, you know, sometimes people are blessed to speak multiple languages, but at the very least we are blessed to speak one language so that we can be understood. And, you know, like you said, think of how God then with his heart, if we have the desires that he puts on our heart, we have a desire to be understood. We'll think of our great father, who wants us so deeply to understand what he has told us in his word and what he tells us through his holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: ag- agree and so I think back to our practical week where we talked about the importance of worship and prayer meditation and just time mm-hmm. in your prayer closet and being with the Lord and that just came to my remembrance very strong. As you said, uh, you know, his desire to be understood, his desire for us to Mm -hmm. know him. And so, again, that's one of the benefits of the time with him. It's not religious of, oh, I have to spend an hour with the Lord today. It's getting Mm. to know somebody. Um, And like we said last week is once you get to know them, you know their thoughts, you know what they think, you know what their character is. Um, Mm. And so we can see the same thing uh, with words today. So I know, Clarice, you had a few key points uh the importance of words, what we choose to come out of our mouth is all through the Old and New Testament. Uh, so we wanted to highlight some of
0: that today for our folks. Yeah. Well, and I think if you, as you're taking notes, these will be on the website, which is com. equippedcom um, So pull up the notes. They're a little bit, always, they're always a little bit more in depth ways to flesh out some of the scriptures, provide more definitions and things like that. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to take three takeaways, the first one, as we are just kind of looking at this, is that our words make us a fool or a fountain. And I don't want us now to go around calling each other fools or fountains. I just want us to understand from scripture what this talks about. And a lot of this or a lot of it from at least when I was studying it, like Cassie said, Old and New Testament, a lot of the thoughts... Um, scriptures came from proverbs 18 which definitely go back and read the whole um the whole chapter the first one was just that proverbs 18 2 it says a fool takes um not pleasure in understanding but only in expressing his opinion mm. and and i think of that and i think often how sometimes i just i don't know pop off at the mouth is a good way to put it but <laughs> sometimes i'm so quick to provide what i think is right or what i think should be done instead of always like it says take pleasure in understanding and how sometimes when we just speak quickly without seeking understanding it kind of puts us in a in a bind and sometimes we have to go back then and you know it could be as as simple as you heard something about someone else believed it went off on that person and then you have to go back and ask for forgiveness And I've done that on occasion and it's not fun. (laughs) Not at all. Uh, Will you read it one more time, actually? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It says, a fool takes not pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion.
1: Yes. And I immediately, you know, this is how God works. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Immediately what comes <laughs> to my mind is people or experiences I've known where I've seen people do that. Right. Um, yes. You know, you mm. just, like you said, that person wants to express themselves. You can tell they're listening to respond. They're not listening to receive what you're saying. They're mm. just ready to say their piece They're Like you said, they're ready to pop off um and not (laughs) seek to understand and then of course the moment I picture some faces of people that have done that I am immediately reminded of the times that I've done that Mm -hmm. um and so I think that's again from our heart of being known or wanting to express ourselves that's uh you know a fleshly desire but I love Mm -hmm. how it talks about seeking understanding and how that's um that's just way better way to seek understanding first and then Choosing mm-hmm. your words actually it reminds me of Proverbs in 17, right before that, 17:28. Yes. It's one of my absolute favorites. I have to give a shout out to Robbie and Sydney Morrow in South Florida and <laughs> their church down there. He always quoted this one, and it stuck with me since Florida. And it says, "Even a fool is thought mm. wise if he keeps si- silent, and discerning if he holds his tongue." So, mm. a- again, not only should we not just I mean, that Proverbs 18 told us, don't immediately, a mm-hmm. fool is going out and immediately sharing their opinion without understanding. And this Proverbs is giving us a tip that you, you mm-hmm. appear wise. Like if you just stay quiet and yes. wait a minute, and seek to understand and then speak. Yes. You appear wise and discerning if you hold your tongue. And so it's not that we can't speak, but what these Proverbs are reminding us is, that old uh, mantra think before you speak you know yes
0: process what would the lord want what's the lord saying what's his character Mm -hmm. in this absolutely and when we and when we say fool when you look at that word Mm -hmm. it really means simpleton or arrogant one so you know it could be from a place of pride it could just be like we said from that place of lack of understanding someone who really just is not wanting to think before they speak yeah i mean you said (laughs) said. a place Uh of
1: pride Mm
0: -hmm. we've
1: all done that because we think we know we think we know best Mm -hmm. and i think i know what you're about to say and i think i'm the expert on this topic you may not say those thoughts in your head right Mm -hmm. but if you get down to it it is pride and man the times i've done that and then realized i didn't know the full story And then I'm like, oh, wish I hadn't said that. And you can't, once Mm -hmm. words are out, guys, you can't take them back in. You can't like put them back. back. They're Mm -hmm. out there. You've said it. Mm -hmm. They can be cutting, they can hurt, or they can uh, bring positive things, which Clarice will speak to later. But Mm -hmm. um, I love Clarice starting off with this one of just like how we can choose what we think on. We can pause, Mm -hmm. control ourselves
0: and think or consider the words we're going to use. Right. Well, in two verses later in in Proverbs eighteen four, mm-hmm. it says the words of a man's mouth are deep waters. The fountain of wisdom is a bubbling brook. And so kind of like you just said, once you take once you send forth a word, you can't retract it. And mm-hmm. the same concept of it's this fountain flowing from you and it's already poured out and you can't retract. You know, I can't even think of the ability to reverse a waterfall or something like that. But it is. And when it's wisdom, it's a bubbling brook, which is pleasant.
1: Absolutely. And you just said a key word that to me is a second or sub point of this. But you're talking about the bubbling brook coming out of you. So Mm. um, it made me think of Matthew. It's actually Matthew 12. Um, Clarice, if we're good to go over there. Mm -hmm. So please do. Yeah. Matthew 12, 34 and 35. So context is a beautiful thing. So this is New Mm -hmm. Testament gospels and it's the red letters so red letters meaning it's something jesus is saying and so the context is this is um uh he did a healing um for a man and then the pharisees came and questioned it And then he was responding to the Pharisees candidly out of what sounds like a little bit of frustration. But (laughs) in reading this, the truth that he said in Matthew 12, 34 and 35, is very relevant here to, like you said, that bubbling brook coming out of us. Mm -hmm. It says, um, for out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth Mm. speaks. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. So mm. I'm picturing that bubbling brook coming out of you and what is within us, in our heart, in our thoughts, whatever that might be, is what's going to come out in our words. And it's very obvious. We maybe think we're hiding it well, but probably not. You know, <laughs> if you have good stored up, you've got God's word in you, you've got faith and hope and all these uh, fruit of the spirit. Mm. Commonly your words and what comes out of you is going to reflect that, that bubbling Brooke is this beautiful, pure thing. Um, mm-hmm. If you have a lot of evil stored up and like we we're talking about last week and you're watching a bunch of just worldly stuff and you're hearing a bunch of worldly music yeah. and you're um, just living that lifestyle, that's commonly what's coming out of you as well. You know, what comes mm. in is likely what comes out in the scripture. Actually, Christ himself says that here um, for out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm. So our words are often a picture of the condition of our heart.
0: Oh, absolutely. Well, and it's interesting because when you look at the overflow or the abundance, it really is that which is left over um, and the residue of Mm -hmm. it. And so if whatever is in you comes out and if we hadn't put God's word in us or we hadn't spent time in his presence and allowed him to fill spaces how often we're going to pull from what's in us. And if it's not him, it's not necessarily going to bring glory to him. Mm-hmm. I have such a practical example. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you I were love actually it. <laughs> with
1: me at church this Sunday uh, <laughs> that we heard this, but our old worship pastor shared an example. Mm-hmm. of <laughs> This is so simple, but it stayed with me for years. <laughs> uh, they were over at a friend's house. Uh, his friend's wife was preparing dinner and was busying in the kitchen. You could tell she was stressed Mm-hmm. And she jumped up real quick and bumped her head on like the corner of a cabinet. Oh. And obviously she was stressed. She wasn't thinking what words were about to come out. She bumped her head and he said, she literally said, ow, but then started laughing like joy bubbled out of her. <laughs> and he was being honest. He said, I've done that before. And what came out of my mouth um, was not joy. And so he wasn't condemning himself, but he was showing an example of in a moment, where you're not polished or not trying to present yourself in a particular way, mm-hmm. what's coming out of you. And so I've always yeah. thought about that to kind of check the condition in my heart throughout my life of when I'm frustrated or mm-hmm. um, something's not going my way and I'm not giving quote the right answer. Like just what right. naturally comes out of me. And there's been moments I'd love to say that I've succeeded and it's something sweet. And then there's moments <laughs> that it wasn't. I was like, Ooh, what, what's going on yes. in there? Um, and so that practical example always just stuck with me of, okay, what's naturally in there? Not when I'm trying to look a certain way, but what's
0: naturally in me? (laughs) Oh my goodness. I think the same situation and I don't think I responded in the same way, but you know,
1: (laughs) Hey, we're constantly being transformed, right? You told us at the beginning
0: from glory to glory. (laughs) There is grace, which then, which is great because it helps segue us into the next point, which is, Our words create our environment. Mm -hmm. And so I even think of that example, you know, how the nature of the room and the atmosphere could have changed, Mm -hmm. you know, if she started yelling and condemning herself and speaking poorly about the situation yelling at the count, uh, what it was at the cabinet or whatever it was, (laughs) you know, I just think how that would have created a shift in the environment actually. Mm -hmm. And, you know, continuing in with Proverbs 18 and six and seven, it says, A fool's lips walk into a fight and his mouth invites a beating. A fool's mouth is his ruin and his lips are a snare to his soul. And I think of that and now in a positive light where a fountain or a good situation is your mouth instead of inviting a beating, it invites unity or it invites um, positivity. Mm -hmm. And so how we can flip that and just know though that sometimes our words create our situations. You know, I've, I've seen many times where one comment goes on and creates something in another person and then it escalates. And then before you know it, you're trying to break up a fight. And mm-hmm. which a lot of it came from that word, word, word choices.
1: It is. And it goes back to the power in our words, like Clarice just mm-hmm. said, that third point of creating the atmosphere. Um, from to this verse on the what I would say on the negative side of creating a fight absolutely you've, I'm mm-hmm. sure you I'm sure y'all have done it you've been an outsider watching something unfold and commonly it's a miscommunication <laughs> maybe sometimes right. they're abundantly clear <laughs> right. on what they're saying but <laughs> commonly it's lack of understanding kind of speaking back mm-hmm. to the other proverb um, and you watch it escalate just off of words yes. um, or diffuse
0: Bro- off right. of words it's really remarkable Hmm and so it does and so you know you think of walking into an environment and one of the examples that i had heard a while ago was you know we are we have the opportunity to be a thermometer or a thermostat Mm. and you think of the what the purpose of each one of those is so a thermometer takes the temperature of the room but the thermostat sets the temperature of the room Mm -hmm. And so how our words so often have the opportunity to do that with our words. We can just take the temperature and just, I'll give a perfect example. You know, you walk into um, the kitchen and they're gossiping about the coworker and I have the opportunity to just go in with a thermometer and add to that conversation and, you know, continue that environment of gossip and, you know, division, disunity, disloyalty, or I can be a thermostat and either remove myself or change the nature of the conversation or just provide truth, you know, because a lot of that gossip sometimes stems from lack of understanding.
1: Uh, You made so many rich points just in that um, couple of sentences there, Clarice. I love that analogy, thermometer or thermostat. I actually wrote that down. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good thing to take with us through the week and kind Mm -hmm. of self reflect in those moments. But you talked about the example of walking in on somebody gossiping. Or Mm. maybe when you know the gossip and yes, we self, I'll admit it, you know, I've yielded to that Mm -hmm. in moments and shared it. And in the immediate future, kind of feels good to your flesh, like, Oh, right, I'm now in the loop, I'm in the circle. They, they, I had information, I fit in, in. but immediately after that, there's a sinking feeling of like, Why did I do that? because it's not. That's not what God designed us, how to use our words. Like you just said, Chris, you get to go in and be the thermostat in that room and Mm -hmm. you can shift it. And it doesn't have to be holier than thou, religious, (laughs) like you all need to quit talking. But like Chris said, it's as simple as maybe bringing up a positive about that person or, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, Sally yesterday helped me with whatever. And you're shifting their thoughts, right? Tie Mm -hmm. back to thoughts. You're giving them a new thought to consider using your words. And it's powerful um that example made me think of the next verse i had written down in second Timothy it's second Timothy 2:16 mm-hmm. um okay. and it advises us to avoid godless chatter yes. because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly so
0: yes.
1: it, it's a scripture reference for what Clarice was just talking about with using mm-hmm. your words for gossip or tearing somebody down um yep. the bible advises us paul yet again advises us yeah. to avoid that godless chatter um, mm-hmm. for the sake of that person, of course, we don't want to hurt their character, but also for our sake, because once yes. we indulge in it and the more we indulge in it, we become more like that. Right. And it's more yes. and more ungodly. Whereas if you're doing the counter, like Clarice said, and you're being that thermostat of using your words for a positive influence, um, you're not going to fall into that cycle of becoming more and more ungodly. Mm-hmm. Quite the contrary. You're displaying godlike characters and hopefully bringing those people up with you.
0: Mm-hmm which we're we're talking around it and we're going to say the scripture with it but it literally then brings us to our third point which is our words are either life or death mm-hmm. and they can't be in between they are either that or that it's it's point blank period because it comes from proverbs um 1821 it says and it says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruits And so with our words, we are literally either giving people um, what it says, life, or we're not giving them the opportunity to thrive. So we're either providing them, you know, encouragement, truth, help, support, or we're not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's that simple.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Life and death and the power of the tongue and the verse is escaping me. Or maybe it was just something a pastor said once, but talking about how the, the tongue is like a rudder of a big ship. Mm. Like yes. you've got this whole body that Christ has created. Mm-hmm. this tongue is just a teeny tiny little part of our body, yes, but it is, um, it's powerful. And like Clarissa said, it can speak life and build somebody up. And know you've all done that. Think of a family yes. member or a friend that you've complimented or spoke a positive message over them. You can see them respond to that and light up mm-hmm. that is power to speak life over that person. Or yes. the contrary, speak death. And mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully we haven't done that a lot, but you've also right. been <laughs> in those moments if you said something negative or criticize, mm-hmm. you see that person, you know, I'm doing it with my hands, but kind of shrink down of in mm-hmm. shame. And so it is. And there's another scripture that talks about how fresh water and salt water can't come from the same yeah. uh, bubbling brook, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, something to consider today is what's coming out? Are you speaking life? Yes. Or you Mm -hmm. speak in death, over others and over yourself. And yourself,
0: yep. Uh, And referencing, real quick referencing that scripture because I think it's so important and sometimes we may forget to actually look at this one, but it's from James 3. And it says, you know, it is, it's talking about how ships are very large, but they're driven by, they're steered by such a small rudder and it does go wherever the pilot wants it to and it says likewise the tongue is a small part of the body but it makes great boasts consider what a great force is set on fire by a small spark it says the tongue is also a fire um a world of evil among the parts of the body it corrupts the whole body sets the whole course of one's life on fire and it itself set on fire by hell wow which is a lot and mm-hmm. it's so true, though, because you think of it, you know, and again, it goes from we've been talking about this, it goes from the thoughts, it goes from our thoughts to our beliefs to then our words. And you just said it, you know, what are we speaking over ourselves? And I think even in my life, there have been times when, um, you know, someone, either an authority or whatever, I'll, I'll give a perfect example when someone once said, um, I see greatness in you. Mm-hmm. And I didn't believe that about myself. And so when they said it, every fiber of my being rejected that. For whatever reason, I just had a Mm faulty belief system about the ability to be great. And I think it was more in, we talk a lot about this, I think it was more in the striving sense of like, well, no, I'm not great yet because I look at the body of work. I'm not great. You know, instead of understanding Christ in me, the hope of glory, Christ is great in me. Like he is great. So he's the one that is great in me. And so I just think of how literally when that truth was spoken over me, I couldn't even receive it because I didn't believe it. And that's why it goes back to we need to have the opportunity to transform our mind and our belief system so that then when someone does say truth over us, we can receive it and say, you know what? Yes, I receive that. My, every fiber of my being receives that.
1: Um, and I'm looking back to the visual of thoughts, belief, words, and how you just did the mm-hmm. inverse of that, words, beliefs, and our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that does talk about the crucial nature of this. Because again, it's not that, I mean, I think you're great. <laughs> it's not that and her <laughs> own ability is great, but right. that Christ in you. And mm-hmm. I do, I, I do find that, especially women, men, you guys, my have this and we just don't know it because we're not men but you know Mm -hmm. with women it it is a challenge to receive those words of life and to Mm -hmm. believe them you know we may nod and say thank you but to truly believe within Mm -hmm. ourselves that oh god says that over me you know yeah feel it through scripture the positive life-giving words and thoughts Mm -hmm. that god says over us as his sons and daughters. I want to talk oh, about hard excellent. to receive sometimes you know I'm like wow you think created the universe thinks out of me and so mm-hmm. um it's incredible and he's using his word right the mm-hmm. word uh, you know made flesh Christ's words here in the scriptures to speak life over us and so we are always yeah. to model and replicate his character so
0: we have the opportunity to speak life to those mm-hmm. around us Oh, absolutely. And, and whether or not, and that's, and that's kind of key is whether or not they're in a place to receive it or not, you still speak that truth Mm -hmm. because you never know what seed is going to ultimately be planted and then have the opportunity to take root. Yeah. And I think of that with my players, sometimes, you know, they come from different backgrounds and sometimes the belief system is faulty when it comes to their identity and that they are, you know, great and they are beloved and they are precious in God's eyes and sometimes I'll just speak that over them and you know sometimes I know they're just kind of like okay cool (laughs) but at the end of the day either way you're speaking that truth and because it's God's word and God's word is alive and active and living and when we especially speak it from his scripture it's his word and it lasts forever and it's truth and so because of that it it has the opportunity then to take root Mm-hmm. And likewise, because it is words and we do have the power to create and our words are either life or death, it, the flip is true. You know, so when you are having the opportunity to speak over someone, it sh- it needs to be truth, because if not, those words can also take root. Like think of think mm-hmm. last week, the example was think of someone who's grown up, never thinking that they'll be enough and they'll never amount to anything because that was the word and the mandate and the declaration over their life and yeah. how false that is, but again, because it's been spoken over them, it becomes a belief. And so their thoughts are centered around it. Their beliefs are, and then they may even say it and you know, they may try a task and they're like, Oh, well, i can't do this because I'll never amount to anything. And how sad that is, but then how great of an opportunity is for us who know truth and who are still studying and learning truth, how you can speak into that. Then
1: It gives us a powerful role to be able to mm-hmm to have that ability to speak life or speak death. And I I can't speak about words. um, I want to come back to speaking about life, but I can't speak about (laughs) words (laughs) and not reference the rest of Matthew 12. You know, we just read about how from the overflow of the heart the mouth speaks. And Mm -hmm. um, like Clarice was just saying, it's beautiful in that overflow is truth in God's word and how life giving that could be. But one of the things that's always motivated me to study this and be aware is the next scriptures that Mm -hmm. says, it's kind of sobering, but says, I tell (laughs) you that men will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken for by your words, you'll be acquitted or you'll be condemned. So Mm -hmm. that visual of judgment day and having to give an account for the words that I said, uh, you know, it makes you think about what's coming out of my mouth. What is, what am I choosing to say? Am I speaking life or death? Like Corey said. And when mm-hmm. I read that, I have to remember there's forgiveness in Christ, you know, uh, especially mm-hmm. pre-salvation, um, forgiveness of the words that maybe I said in ignorance. But Scripture's clear yeah. here. Like I'm gonna have to give an account <laughs> for those words that I chose. So, what a absolutely not only is speaking life motivating because you're doing just such a wonderful thing mm-hmm. for the people around you, but also for yourself as you're held accountable yeah. for the words that you choose to speak
0: yeah well and there's a Toby Mac song called speak life mm-hmm. and if you haven't heard it go listen to it today because it's so good and powerful and reminds us of our words and even one of the um one of the lines in it says some days the tongue gets twisted other days my thoughts just fall apart and I can resonate with that. Oh, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, but then it's, um, then it further down it says, "Well, it's crazy to imagine words from my lips as the arms of compassion, mm-hmm. and mountains crumble with every syllable. Hope can live or die." And so it says, "Speak life."
1: Yeah, making that choice, and I'm over here humming. it.
0: Mm-hmm. if I was a good singer, I'd say I know <laughs> for y'all, but uh, not. Yes, happen. you do not <laughs> want me singing. <laughs> I tried, and it just. Mm. The Bible talks about a joyful noise, and I could do that. But, you know, (laughs) listening audience, we will spare you. (laughs) Yeah. So, like Clarissa, if you
1: haven't heard it, again, Toby Mac, Speak Life. And it's just a great um, reminder of what we're talking about today. And he's singing scripture. I mean, if you listen to the song, Mm -hmm. he's singing these verses that Clarissa's reference here about that Mm -hmm. choice to speak life. And I think, Clarissa, it's kind of my final thought. I don't know if you have any others, but to Mm -hmm. end on today is just that reminder that we talked about that you like last week you get to think choose what you think on what you meditate on and then Mm -hmm. from the abundance of what's within you what you're choosing to think on and meditate on Mm -hmm. comes the words of your mouth and just the importance of choosing those and again I think of my proverbs about even a fool appears Mm -hmm. wise when he holds his tongue like just Mm -hmm. our challenge to you this week is think about what you're saying if you need a pause before you respond that's okay um that can be wisdom
0: Yep. Well, awesome. Well, Cassie, so much, true so much, so much in this. I would love to close us with one scripture to pray over everyone. If that yeah. works for you, because I want you guys to then use this scripture as you go about your week. And I know sometimes our, we can pray a long time and sometimes we don't have to pray super long, but I just want to close us in a prayer from Psalms, nineteen fourteen. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to pray this over us, memorize it, pray it over yourself. And watch how what comes in, what is in you flows out, and you are shocked by the words that flow from, from the abundance of your heart. So, God, our prayer today is let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Amen.